Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live from sunny Southern California. Welcome. Welcome in. The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas. Greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, competition. It is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch, the biggest games are even bigger in Las Vegas. Make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Okay, so... Um, I find this to be fascinating. So the final four is uh, basically the 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 pageantry starts today as the teams start to arrive. Most people get there on Thursday. Saturday's the big night. Monday is just for a championship. A lot of people late leave town on Sunday. Friday night, uh, my boy Darius Rucker's performing, and interestingly, I don't know if you guys know this, but the great Hayes Gottlieb. A little bit of a grade issue. He, he just couldn't make the cut. He's academically eligible, but there was some uh, there was a pronouncement uh, continually of him being done with homework that he hadn't actually done, and so he did. He will not make the trip this year. He's been to two. Uh, no, he's been to three Final Fours already. Anyway, so my nephew and my brother, who's a college basketball coach, they're going. We have a picture of, like, five years ago, me, Darius, my boy Clay McKnight, and my brother and my nephew. We're going to retake that picture. So some some performers, and they always have a concert series there. It's amazing. Really cool stuff. But Turner, honestly, and Capital One deserve the most respect because their partnership, that's what's brought in the musical acts, has become more than about basketball. Eric Church was set to perform in Texas. He canceled his shows. As a lifelong Carolina basketball fan, I've watched Carolina and Duke battle over the years. But to have them match up in the Final Four for the first time in the history of the NCAA tournament is any sports enthusiast's dream. This is the most selfish thing I've ever asked the choir to do, to give up your Saturday night plans with us. So I could have this moment with my family and sports community. Eric Church canceled his show. All right, let's get some reaction here. Um, Bayer is a big, he, is, he has gone and seen some of the big concerts. I remember you two at the Rose Bowl, right? So is there one, let me just ask. No, there's no is, concert. That's my wife's thing. I would, I would not miss... You know, I would miss a lot of concerts for games and stuff like that. But, yes. Um, yeah, there's. I've taken off work for games. I've done that sort of stuff. That's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. That's what he's doing. And it's a big payment. I'm sure, you know, they, they, they probably make a million dollars for the show. Okay, so um, he's not going to play. The issue that people have with it is, hey, it's only three days in advance. Uh, you know, what, what are we doing here? Um, do you have any issue with Eric Church blowing off the concert, canceling well, it? So uh, when I I didn't go to work, I, and I was cleared from my boss when Ohio State played in the national championship game against Miami. 
It was the 2002 season, so it was early 2003. What were you doing? Were you I was doing? in radio. Just I, I, I worked. Who was your boss? Uh, my boss was uh, Tim Scott. Okay. Yes. Is that his real name, or did he do the, I'm Tim Scott, and his real name was like Tim Tim, Tim's an on-air personality program yes. director in Madison yes. and Milwaukee, but uh, yeah, there is a different name. But that is uh, that, okay. Tim, yeah. Tim is a is a shout out to you. Thanks for yes. letting our guy off. Yes, okay. thank you very much, Tim. I appreciate okay. that because I worked the second shift. I worked three to eleven. That was my that was my my job in radio. And I said, hey, and it was weird because the national championship game was on a Friday, and uh, I said, can I you know can I have off for the, for this game? And sure enough. You know, allowed me to take off for that game, but I didn't have, you know, ten thousand people that bought tickets to see me work at the radio station. Sure, and who have maybe made a weekend of it, or have made their own plans. Who don't give two bits about the Final Four, or would give a, you know, crap about the BCS National Championship game. I did not have that, so I've done it, but I haven't had the responsibility that Eric Church has had. I got it. I, I I got it. All right, um, Jason Stewart, you are a big music enthusiast. Yes, but you're 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 also also a big sports fan. Um, what's what's your dream concert that you haven't been to? Oh man, who have I not seen in concert? Man, you put me on the spot here. Um, I haven't seen Kendrick Lamar yet. Okay, let's say I get you I get you front row tickets to Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. But your favorite team's playing in the Final Four. What do you do? Kendrick Lamar. Really? Yeah. I choose the music. I put the game on the DVR and uh, watch it. But, uh, yeah, I there's something about being in a concert, guys, that, like, makes me personally feel more alive than anything. Going to see your, like, favorite band or guy or woman sing, it's like, for me, there's that rush. And if you're giving me front row tickets, Doug, I don't think I could pass that up. Sorry. Uh, all right, Iowa Sam, your your favorite musician is who? Uh, if we're talking about uh, concerts, I would love to check off my bucket list, even if I know that they'll, I'll never see them live. I would say uh, maybe like Led Zeppelin, um, and I've 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 had um, Rage Against the Machine concerts now or tickets for the last three years, but they've been delayed over and over. Um, so pr- probably I guess like my all time goat concert, if it were to happen, would be Zeppelin. Okay, so Led Zeppelin or Iowa in the Final Four? Iowa in the Final Four, no doubt, because it hasn't happened in 42 years, and I just think that that's something that, you know, I mean, missing Led Zeppelin in concert, you know, they they won't tour uh, as a unit anymore, you know, so that would be a huge thing to sacrifice, but I think that I would have to see Iowa in the Final Four, because that might not happen again for another four decades. Uh, Okay, so look... There's a bunch of parts to it. First, you guys do know he didn't actually go to North Carolina. He went to App State, which is in North Carolina, but he didn't go there. Does anybody does that does that raise an issue with anybody else? Like you nope, can't not me. Not really. You're not really I a Carolina to, fan. No, nope, huh? I didn't go to Ohio State. So, but I've cheered for him since I was a kid. So, no problem with me on that end for Eric Church. I have no problem as long as he went to App State. If he went to NC State, I'd be like, Nah, dude, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't go to the rival school or a school in the conference and be like, nah, I've always been a fan. But if you go to App State, completely different, completely different deal. Um, I like it. I like it. And I and I think say like, look, this is the this is my thing. You know? Everybody has a team or teams that they check the score for. 
that that's their team. I, I think life is made fuller by having a team or something that is your thing. You know, look, some people have, some people do the antique thing. Some people go and I remember when, uh, when before I, we had kids that we were in Oklahoma City and we used to Sunday mornings, we would go to once a month, we would go do the antique thing at the state fair grounds in Oklahoma, Right. And like you'd walk around, like it was the greatest people watching ever. And I realized that like the antique show thing, that's people's thing. So if your thing is North Carolina basketball, and this is an improbable season, you have the first Final Four for Hubert, hopefully the first of many, the last of Myshevsky. Like I don't mind it. I I do think it's tricky with basically canceling. It's not like canceling a party; it's canceling a paid event three days before. That's three days before. Uh, that's kind of baller, too, because you know he is going to be making a lot of money off of that concert, and uh, he could just step away. I'm sure he'll make up the dates, but you're right. People come from out of town. I could see where it would piss off some people. Yeah. I mean, I, I it does. I, I guess the thing is, like, okay, I want to have a life, too. And, and I get caught up in this as much as anybody, right? Like, wait, if I did this and I did that, I could get, I could do this and get a check in between, right? Like, just so you could put it all together. Like, sometimes, like, you know, you're better off just forget the money and go have a night. Go have a night. The problem is, like, what if he does all this, makes it happen, brings his boys, spends the money, sits in the front row, and they just get annihilated. Right? You're like, oh, man, I should be singing Springsteen right now over, you know, over in concert. It is. It's a ballsy move. I do get it. Um, the day my son was born, I went to work that day because it was the first day of the NCAA tournament. You know, this year was his his birthday on a Friday, on a Sunday of the NCAA tournament. I worked it, so I I do kind of understand the balance of work and and how sports you got got to try and figure it out. I have no problem with it, but there are going to be some people that 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 do. I guess my, what I would say, I think Eric's narrative from this point forward, you ready for it? This may not hit people well, might, might not land with people. To the people who are upset with him canceling the concert a couple of days before to see his favorite team play their arch rival in the Final Four for the first time ever. You know you have, you, you got your life lined up right when you can utter these sentences. If you can't get it, then you aren't part. You aren't part of my tribe. That's it, right? Like at some part, at some portion, this is who you are. Like I'm a Carolina fan. Now, could you have been distracted and had it on in the background? Yeah. Could you put it on? Like sometimes people put on a game in a stadium and watch it with the crowd. And that's cool. Sure. But this is. Hey, I ain't fooling around with it now. If this is really a deal, you better either be at the game or have a watch party, and nobody better be talking at the game. I just want to watch the game. Coming up next, um, what is the most personal, memorable Final Four moment each of us has? It's part of the Midway. That's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We're playing Eric Church because Eric Church, 
canceled his uh, show on Saturday to go to the Carolina Duke game. Mark Young tweets the show. Problem with church skipping out on short notice is there are thousands of people impacted. Many from out of town. Teenagers have been looking forward to this for months, only to be let down, who spent hard-earned money to make it happen for a loved one. I, I get it. Like, I, I, I get it. You know, I have a daughter. Uh, my daughter's turned 16 in a couple weeks. And um, my friends in Oklahoma City got us got, got me tickets. She's a bass guitarist. And, and again, I, I don't know how much of – I didn't – I'm not going to sit here and I tell you I knew – uh, before she told me, but I do know the band. Do you guys know the band Primus? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Primus Les Claypool. is... Yeah, Les Claypool is considered, if not the best, one of the best, one of the best um, bass guitarists on the planet. And so she's like, I want to go... I, I love Les Claypool. So I got her tickets, right? So for me to go get tickets, like for me to get that thing done... I got to get airline tickets. I got to get a hotel room, right? Now, I, I did get, I, I do have the benefit of free tickets or whatever. Um, but the point is that, yeah, if I set up travel all the way to Oklahoma from California for my daughter's 16th birthday, I'd be pissed. But I understand. Stuff gets canceled. I'm a last second guy. So I'm not a, like, you want to ask me what I'm doing next week? I got no idea. I, I barely know what I'm doing today. But there are people that are going to be hot. Hot over that. Um, here's a question. Sam, is Eric Church cool? Uh, for doing that or in general? Nah, in general. Uh, I don't really know much about him. Um, well, you're super cool if you don't know much about him. <laughs> I don't know much about Eric Church, so I guess my opinion is uh, not really relevant. He's like, he's a cool country, bluesy sort of act, right? You know, he wears the aviator glasses, the leather jacket. He's still a country musician with a great voice. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like that song. We played this song, uh, Desperate Man, coming back, and I, I like the uh, the flow of that. Yeah, no, he's he's gotten more, a little bit more adventurous with, with his song selections here over his last couple albums. By the way, it's the middle of the week, the middle of the show. In other words, it's the midway. Stuck in the middle with you. It's time for... The Midway. Okay, so the Midway, the basic idea of this is um, usually on Wednesdays, pickings are a little bit slim in terms of guests or topics, like in terms of timeliness of topics, right? This show is great because we get the the night before, the day of, the games that night. We got to get it all. It's a good confluence. But Wednesdays can be a little slim. So we want to come up with something interesting for the middle of the week, the middle of the show, the middle of the day. How'd I do, Jason Stewart? Did I sell it well enough? Yeah. I, I like your interpretation of what the midway is. Um, okay. Yeah, so, that's great. So, um, you'll see all week anniversaries of Final Four moments, right? And today is the anniversary of the Final Four that uh, Indiana won. Bob Knight coach, Steve Alford, the star, Keith Smart hit the game-winning shot. That at the Superdome where this year's Final Four is. Right? So, um, what is your favorite all-time Final Four or championship game moment? That's the Midway's topic. At Gottlieb shows the Twitter handle. At Gottlieb shows the IG handle. 
Doug Gottlieb Show on uh, Facebook. Doug Gottlieb Show page. Let's start with you, Dan Beyer. Favorite final four moment. Well, as a fan, uh, when Ohio State made it in 1999, it was a big deal. But then Scooney Penn's jersey got like stolen before the game. And that was a bad omen. They ended up losing to UConn. Uh, Ohio State blew a lead to Kansas in the 2012 Final Four game that they led for most of it and then ended up having it slip away. So I'm going to my favorite moment uh, was the 2007 Final Four when Ohio State actually beat Georgetown in the national semifinal. Uh, lucky enough to be in Atlanta at that time. And there was just even telling the guys during the break on that was the Final Four that Greg Oden was going to be the number one pick. In that title game, I know they lost to Florida, just a better team. But to see what Oden did in those games, and specifically in the title game, even though they lost, uh, yeah, it was magnificent. So the 2007 Final Four as a, as a fan. And then just as an overall moment, Doug, the Chalmers free throws, or the Chalmers three and Leitner's free throws in 91 to beat UNLV are the ones that stand out. Just as a general basketball fan. So what was the pick? So it was Ohio State for personally, Ohio State's yeah. win over Georgetown in the Final Four. Yeah. And yeah, Odin's was performance crazy. was... was I mean, well, they both, they both got in foul trouble early, right? The two centers. Greg Oden and um, Roy Hibbert. Uh, Roy Hibbert, right? And but what, they both played in the second half, and Oden was spectacular. If you would have walked away from that game going, what player on the court is going to make the most money professionally? Sure. <laughs> How you, many people would have picked Mike Conley? Yeah, true. No, I'm, I'm asking the yeah. question. Like percentage of people that pick Mike Conley? Yeah, zero. And by a lot, like tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of Odin millions. Odin was better than anybody on that Florida team in that game that they lost to. Yeah, better than Corey Brewer, better than Full, yeah. you know Horford and and Noah. But yeah, so those okay. were what stood out for me with the Final Four. All right, what do you got there, um, uh, Iowa Sam? Your favorite Final Four moment? <laughs> uh, so you know, like I said before. Iowa hasn't been to a Final Four for decades, so it's not so much following them as in other teams and just moments to stand out. This is going to sound really lame, but I'm going to say the same Final Four in 2007 because it was Georgetown, UCLA, Ohio State, and Florida. And, like, Georgetown hasn't done anything really since, and they hadn't done much before that either. And I just remember I was in college playing poker with my boys, and it's just one of those memories you think back and you're like, I don't have any responsibilities. I'm here playing poker and the Final Four is going on. And life is good, man. Life is good. So for me, I don't know why. And that was what Russell Westbrook was on that team. Right, Doug? That Final Four yes. team? Uh, yes. He went on to the, the national championship game and, and I believe lost to Florida. Yes. Um, they lost to Florida well, two straight years. Oh, I'm sorry, Dan. No, no Ohio. they lost in the national semifinals. In semifinals. Oh, okay, they okay. lost in the title game in 06 with Georgia. They lost to Florida back-to-back -back years, yeah. but they lost to Florida in the semifinals but and the finals. Russ was on that team, I believe. I think so. I, yeah. He was definitely on the second team. I think he was on the first team, too. He didn't play that much. Yeah, so, um, you know, just kind of an interesting Final Four, but college days and, uh, yeah, good memory for me. Okay. What about you there, Chase Stu? So, um... I think Dan had mentioned this at the end of his, and it, it's mine and uh, for a very personal reason. So uh, you talk about college days. I, uh, for my first couple years of college, I watched UNLV uh, tear up the Big West. Just tear up the Big West. Uh, I was lucky enough to see my, my Cal State Fort and Titans upset them once. 
um, on a half-court shot by Wayne Williams. Shout out to Wayne Williams. Shout anyway. out Wayne Williams. <laughs> the Midway. Um, yeah, I, Joe Small was their best player a couple of those years. Oh, yeah. Joe Small busted my nose when I was a freshman in high school because I was lighting him up at a park. So dirty. Shout out Joe Small. Joe Small. Great yeah. shooter. Um, so... As UNLV is going to the uh, the '91 Final Four, they were what the uh, the favorite by far. Yes. Uh, people, uh, I think people forget that when Duke upset the running Rebels, I think they had to also win a, the championship game, right? So they had to beat Kansas. Yeah. Kansas. So like everyone kind of thinks that Duke like beat the undefeated team and then just won it all, but they had to win another game. I just remember watching that game and just being uh, in disbelief because I didn't think any team, and I was one of those idiots who thought that the Rebels could beat a couple NBA teams. I was one of those guys. Uh, but that I, I just remember that distinctly. Again, same as Sam. I was in college, and um, people forget just how dominant those UNLV teams were. Uh, okay. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead I was just uh, going to say, the other thing with that was UNLV beat them by 30 the year before in the title game. 30. Ran them out the building at McDickles. Yes. And, again, when we've talked so much about Coach K over these last couple of months, Duke was the team that couldn't win the big game. Right. So why would you think they would beat this unbeaten UNLV team? Just didn't make any sense. Now, I, I actually attended UNLV's last practice in Vegas – at the men's gym, I think it was the North Gym, before they left. Because there used to be a huge tournament out there around Easter time or in the spring every year. We watched the game on the floor of Thomas and Mac, where they had set up a big screen for everybody to watch. It's like coronation. It wasn't a game. And then they got beat. Um, my favorite Final Four moment. God, I've been to so many of these. I mean... I don't know. Broadcasting one was pretty spectacular being right there. The next year I was on the court. I predicted Connecticut would beat Kentucky and why they beat them and nailed it. But I would say my favorite one was the first one I can remember attending, which was the 89 game. It was 89. 89 was Michigan won it, correct? Yep. Yeah. Michigan won it. And uh, they, it was on a controversial call by TV Teddy, Teddy Valentine. Romeo Robinson hit, but what's amazing... Some may call it awful, but It was an awful... Yeah. There was a bunch of bad calls in that game, including Greg Anthony's fourth foul and his fifth foul. But, um, uh, no, Greg Anthony was the next year. Sorry, I meant uh, there was just bad... That was just a bad call. Bad appreciate. The but midway. Bill, Bill Walton, I was... I'm really close with Adam, his oldest son. And Adam and I, we go to the Final Four together, and Bill's like, don't worry, I got it. And the next thing you know, we had, like, cameraman passes around our neck, and we had the complete run of the old uh, kingdom, and we went to the game. It was more of the the, the off-the-court stuff. The other part is, um, and I still get together with some of my friends who go to the Final Four, we used to wait, and then on Monday night after the games, we'd shimmy up light posts and steal some of the banners that were going into the trash. You know, the ones that say Kansas, and have all four, four Final Four teams. So somewhere in Orange County, probably my <laughs> buddy Clay's uh, closet, are Final Four banners from years and years and years ago. Those are collector's items. Yes. I mean, look, the greatest moment in Final Four history is Chris Jenkins hitting the game-winning shot. Buzzer goes off. 
confetti can falls as the buzzer sounds. It's the greatest shot in the history of college basketball. No one can convince me otherwise. Doesn't take away from Keith Smart. The buzzer did not sound. It wasn't a setup play. It wasn't after a timeout. It's kind of a scramble loose ball. That thing was amazing. And that's the Midway. The Midway. Who does number two work for? What movie, Iowa Sam? Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, baby. That's uh, Austin Powers 1. By the way, Austin Powers 2, one of the funnier movies I've ever seen. Might be better than the first. I think definitely think it's better than the first. The first is really good if you know James Bond films. There's a lot of spoof on James Bond stuff, which is really, really good. But it, it kind of goes over your head when you're first watching the movie. Whereas uh, Austin Powers 2 is just damn funny. It's a man, baby. It's a man, baby. Yeah, Fat Bastard. You got Mini-Me, Rest in Peace, to Vern Troyer. Um, You got a lot of different stuff. Rob Lowe, obviously. I think that's the first one that he appears in. It's really good. And, of course, Heather Graham. And, of course, Heather Graham. The beautiful and aging well Heather Graham. How old is Heather Graham? Let's take a look. What do you think, Jay Stu? Over I'm guessing around my age, uh, maybe late 40s, early 50s. You think she's 50? She's 52. Uh, yeah. I was going to say Boom. 52. She was in uh, Growing Pains, actually. She was in Growing Pains? Yeah, just a small role, maybe just not even character, but is one of like, yeah. Mike she looks Sievers. really good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, now, I was saying, do you have a girlfriend? Because you can't comment. Apparently, Deshaun uh, Watson. I don't. You can't. You can't okay. I am can't. Uh, single. I am single. Man. But she was at a she was at a game, I think a basketball game, and the camera went to her, and I think they identified her as like Lindsay Lohan or something. There's some, they misidentified her, and I, I just thought that was funny. And she, I just I'm like, wow, I haven't seen Heather Graham in a, a hot minute here, and she looks really good. She's really aging well. So what do you think? Does that work with a woman? You go up and go, you're really aging well. Uh, uh, it depends. I think it can be definitely uh, taken as a compliment. I, it's definitely a compliment. Yeah. Uh, this is insanity, tweets me. Do you find her attractive? Deshaun Watson. I'm not a biologist. <laughs> uh, what has Heather Graham been doing? I don't know. She what? was in Boogie Nights. She was in The Hangover. That was a while ago. That was, that movie came out like oh, 15 right. years ago. She was Hangover. I remember was she, her, in the hang, she didn't make it to Hangover too. I remember she had a show. I think they got canceled after a season on ABC or something. But I, she'll always be Roller Girl to me. She'll always be Roller Girl. Everything. To you? That that was everything for me. Heather Graham soon to be on the senior tour. Heather Graham still getting it done at at 52 years old for the fellas. Um, Buyer can't comment on that because he has a wife, right? You're not allowed to, like, <laughs> that's the shot of Watson. My wife so really bizarre. likes Boogie Nights. I've never seen it, but so she's Your, a your fan. wife has good taste, I've noticed. I can't say the same about her husband, uh, but oh. your, your wife has great taste. Appreciate man. that. Yeah. Thanks so much. You got it. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's disappointing that the crew can't seem to get along. Uh, a, a, a front-handed... It's, yeah. it's not a backhanded compliment. It's a front-handed smack is what... That it, was we a, did months ago. You know, that was a different story. Yeah, yeah. It was a happy uh, family. It was a happy family. The, the, the L.A. Lakers are not a happy family. Russell Westbrook was, was asked what needs to change for the Lakers. Lakers gave up 82 in the first half last night. Keep in mind, no LeBron, no Anthony Davis. They're both supposed to return this weekend. So even though they're out of the playoffs as of now... The, I mean, theoretically, they should be good once those two get back. Here's Russell Westbrook on Asked What Needs to Change. 
Bristol either that now you guys are actually the 11th seed, <clears throat> so you're out of the playing game. What changes going forward? Nothing, man. Nothing. Then why is that? Because it doesn't. There's a change. We still got games to play. Other teams still got games to play. We still got to play teams that's above us in the play-in. Don't really change much. Thank you, Russ. What do you think should change? Winning. Okay, that's obvious. What do you think should change? Winning. Winning games, playing hard. Mm -hmm. Ask, you asked a question, I gave you an answer. That's fine. You got to answer the winning? Aye. You have to answer the winning? I'm not out there playing. Maybe I think I'm. You give me the answer for you think should change. <laughs> exactly. So, well, I don't have to answer. You know, I, exactly. If so, you don't have it, you out there, I so can't you have it. You ask me to have an answer. You don't have it either. Well, but I don't play, Russell. If you, I want to get the information from you so that I can I'm give it to one you person, Jim. Right. It's a team game. Right. So, I don't, I don't have an answer. Okay. I may have it. I but, don't have it. It's all good. But I'm asking the pros who know the game, play the game, yeah, yeah. what you guys, what you think you can do to make it your part, yeah. their part, everybody's part. Sure. That's what I'm asking. No, I really don't. Okay. I respect that. Okay. You got Y'all got that? Huh. Y'all got it? No, we can respect it. We can respect it. It's good. <laughs> Y'all got that? <laughs> All right, cool. Y'all got it. Make sure I record that. Look, I, I understand that what Russell's trying to say with, hey, we're just, what do you expect? We have, we have two great players, and they're not playing. We're built around this three-headed monster, and two of the guys, the two better ones, aren't playing. Now, whether or not Russell would actually say they're better than him or not, it, it really doesn't, doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is that you walk into Dallas, and they got Luka, and they're playing at home, and you don't have LeBron, you don't have Anthony Davis. Now, the, the, the counter to it is, obviously, those guys, their shot-making is needed. But defensively, 82 points is a joke. Like, there is no effort there. There is, there is white flag give up there. And But Russell does this. Instead of answering what's a fairly innocuous, simple question, he turns it on to Brad Turner, who's covered the team for years, and Brad's like, that's not really my role here. My role is to ask you questions. You to provide answers. Doesn't have to be antagonism. And not that Russell was crazy antagonistic, but he does the, I'm going to smile and pretend like everything's cool when really I'm bothered by it. Uh, I don't know. What do you make of the interaction, Jay Stu, when you, when you saw it? It's just awkward, as, as is a lot of uh, Russell's exchanges with reporters. It, it, it goes from like zero to 100, and, and then it gets strange, and they're hugging it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... I think Russell thinks he's he's uh he's trying to be smart or he's trying to outwit the reporter in this situation and it's it's just ridiculous. I mean, look, at some point if you want to turn around on reporters and it's not their job to form opinions on things, but if you want to turn around on reporters, you got to be willing to hear, okay, so what what would you change? Well, I would play you less. Right? <laughs> Is that the answer you want? And look, part of it is, like, I this is part of the deal that goes with being a star in the NBA is you're going to have to answer questions, comfortable or uncomfortable, win or lose. You know, 
this was my point with Naomi Osaka, who was at, has been asked questions far less uncomfortable than Russell Westbrook. But she takes them as negative. Like, I, I understand there are times you lose a game. The last thing you want to do is talk to the media. But the media constantly promotes your sport. They bring attention to your sport. They bring attention to you personally. That helps fill up your pockets with, with money. The, the, the two sides do work together on this. And the second that you start to say, hey, I need the media as much as they need me, is the second that you start to form kind of reasonable answers and have a real relationship with them. Check out the latest lines in World of Sports, a BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. President Colorado, Indiana, Illinois, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Wait to hear what Colin Coward had to say about Jim Ursay and the Colts. That's next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines of World of Sports at Bedford Sportsbook. Bedford is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. Present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's get, let's get to what the Fox said. And now... <laughs> What Does the Fox Say is brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their businesses. And for us weekend Joes, Hustler has a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com for a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. Colin Coward had this to say about Jim Ursay and the Colts. You know, you can say what you want about the Colts, but I like the fact they keep trying. Listen, they, got, they had bad luck with Andrew Luck. Right before games, he quit, and they've been scrambling since. But their their standards are: let's keep swinging. Carson Wentz, Philip Rivers, I'll take that every day over trying to convince me that Daniel Jones is great or that Big Ben's got a couple years left. Not interested. Move fast. Occasionally break stuff. It's how tech companies work, and it's how I want my NFL team to work. I mean, you can do the Vikings thing. And try to convince everybody this thing is really going to end with a rainbow and a pot of gold at the end. Or Tennessee, similarly with Ryan Tannehill, is solid like Kirk Cousins. You can keep trying to convince it or you can blow stuff up. I will never criticize somebody in sports, or I'll try not to, that gives me good content. And Jim Ursay, although impulsive, I've put him on the show before, is a fan. He's emotional. He's authentic. He's honest. uh, And he'll just put it right out there. And when you read the story now, as much as I like Wentz more than the rest of you, I get it. Couldn't coach him hard. People in the locker room didn't connect with him. He didn't do the Vax thing. Ticked off a lot of teammates. I get it. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Yes, but also, look, owners own. And a lot of times, and, and I'll, I'll credit Jim Ursay with the part of, and this all comes from a, Athletic article, which Jim Merce said, hey, we had these exit interviews with some veteran players, and all of them said that Wentz wasn't a, wasn't a leader. So, so I, I, I like the fact that it's not just an emotional, this is what I think decision. On the other hand, it's a bit of an emotional, this is what I think decision, right? Here's Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington from Two Cup Pros to Cup of Joe about Steve Bashotti and his comments. He's the owner of the Ravens. His comments about Deshaun Watson's contract. He questioned whether or not, you know, Deshaun Watson should have been the player 
given maybe what's going on off the field, to receive the largest guarantee in NFL history for a contract. No. I believe it was Steve Bashotti with the Baltimore Ravens who yes. questioned that. Uh, no. That is accurate. That is what he said. I mean, <laughs> but you would have to say the translation of that is, is that why would Deshaun Watson be the reason why I could risk losing Lamar Jackson? Well, there's a number of things. Like, obviously, he's going to take this position because he's now going to play Deshaun Watson twice a year. True. He's in a contract negotiation with his quarterback who's going to now look for a similar contract. Yep. And I, you know, Deshaun Watson's been a much better passer than, than Jackson is, even though Jackson's a better runner. But I don't know that you want to tie yourself to a five-year fully guaranteed deal to a player that could not be the same after he tears an ACL if you're talking Lamar Jackson. There's a lot more risk there. Um, but, again, this whole process just got more complicated for Steve Bashotti. But he does drop an interesting question. You know, I'm not sure Deshaun Watson should have been the guy to receive the contract either. I think that's probably the most surprising thing about everything that's occurred with the Cleveland Browns and Watson. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, Brady's agreeing with what Steve Bashotti's saying, and we all are. Look, everybody thinks quarterbacks should get paid. Everybody thinks NFL players should be paid. And, of course, you got to figure it out into the, the, the salary cap. And one of the things with lengthening these contracts is the longer it is, the more you can kind of punt on the salary cap implications of the guaranteed dollars. The idea, though, is a dollar-for-dollar guaranteed deal for five years to a guy who's torn his ACL twice, hasn't played in a year, probably doesn't play the start of this year, has these civil suits going. It makes it – and then you look at your quarterback and Lamar Jackson. And, look, I agree. I don't think he's as good a a passer as Deshaun Watson, but Lamar Jackson sure as hell doesn't agree with that. And he's like, look, I haven't gotten in a lick of trouble, Not not, not not even a sentence of trouble, nothing, zero, perfect. Okay, I've won an MVP. Deshaun has won an MVP. We just run a, a road playoff game two years ago, and we were all hurt last year. Ah! What does the fuck say? A lot of things to get to. Daniel Jeremiah will join us this upcoming hour. We'll ask him about these contracts. We'll ask him what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo. And we'll ask him about the upcoming draft next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. 